What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. It's the yeah. end of the week episode. It's a Friday. Mm. We're recording on a. F- eh? Fri- is it Friday today? Friday. Friday, 13th Friday. May. Yeah. It is Friday. How's your week, it man? It's Friday. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just hesitate to say it's, it's good before I fall sick. I fall sick on the weekend again. Uh, but, but yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been better health wise. Mm. And uh, you know, the the kid, the kid finally got the all clear to go back to school. So he's he's also yeah back in school enjoying himself. So, so your sickness, like, what level of Terrence are you at now? Like, how many percent back? I think it was seventy percent. Yeah. Oh, seventy percent. Still got thirty percent more to go. Huh? Yeah, 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 still got, still got lingering. Yeah, you know, you you don't you don't just walk away after six weeks, and you know of of being sick and and like everything's back to normal. It's like COVID like that lah, you know. Mm. A lot of people say, oh yeah, it was nothing, it was nothing, but but you know there could be long COVID effects and. But like up that. till now, you haven't tested positive for COVID at all. Like no, right? yeah, I've not, I've not. Yep. Yeah, I mean for me, the one thing this week is getting fucking hot, man. I don't know. It if, is. Are you feeling it? It's fucking hot. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was one afternoon where supposedly it felt like it was 42 degrees. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that, right? Yeah. And like, I just feel perpetually moist. I'm just like sweating all the time. Mm, mm, no matter yeah. what I do, where I sit, it's just sweat. Like, it's just sweat. And this is like the... Every middle... It's been happening, what, 37, 37 times already in my life. But every year when it happens, it's the same old feeling like, huh, I never thought it was this way. Hey, shit, 38. It's happened mm. 38 times. Yeah. It's a... Yeah, welcome, welcome to Singapore, man. Mm. So it's, it's a special, the special uh, balm that everyone uh, gets freely applied on their skin. At this yeah, time of the year, yeah. <laughs> Don't get dry skin because your skin is always wet. Yeah, exactly. Cool, man. Well, yeah. Cool. I mean, speaking of uh, yeah, today, you know, const- you know, uh, consistency and being there every year. Mm. Uh, we also need a plug. Our something, right? <laughs> yeah, our allegedly uh, in decline podcast. Yeah. Our <laughs> not, on the the up, con- not on the yeah. upcline, oh, I mean not on the incline podcast. Yeah, not on the incline. Yeah. <laughs> but what is the context of that, Terrence, in case people I, didn't get to the end of the previous episode? No, a lot, a lot, just that a lot of, there were a lot of comments thinking that we were, you know, we were done with the podcast or we were like, you know, quitting or splitting up or whatever already. Yeah. Cause just because just cause we weren't giving them three episodes a week. It don't like sound so angry lah. No, 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 no. I mean, people miss us. It's the it's the reality, right? Some people say, oh, yeah. because they are, you're not doing three a week, so, so maybe you're breaking up, which is like, wow. It's like uh, <laughs> high standards, very high standards. Eh? No, but in some way, like reading, it, it all started with a Reddit post where someone uh, just kind of asked whether Yalabad is in decline. Because like, admittedly, mm. the past few weeks, we haven't consistently been putting out three episodes mm. uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, but... To me, I look at it. I'm like, oh shit! Like people, people feel the 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 vacuum in their life when we don't do three episodes a week. And right. I was just sitting on my couch last night, thinking like, oh shit! It's it's kind of cool uh, that that people see us as part of their weekly life. Mm. Um, mm. But all all we we will say is that no way in hell are we ever stopping this podcast anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it is still core of whatever content we create because uh, we love it and. Yeah, once, I mean, thankfully, there's also other stuff that we're working on, which we will try and update when we can here. But we ain't going to stop this shit, man. Don't worry. Mm. Yep. That's Don't right. worry. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry, man. Don't worry. No matter how sick Terrence is or myself are, we will still try and churn out something on a somewhat regular basis. Mm. And uh, yeah, so what is this something that we're churning out today? I mean, we are topic- we are talking about topic that is uh not easy to broach uh, for yeah, variety yeah. of reasons. Yeah. Uh uh I mean even for yourself like right, you know, yeah. your, your your position and everything. Yeah. Uh, your personal beliefs and all. So what is this dicey topic we're talking about? Um I guess it is the aftermath or still ongoing or haven't finished yet aftermath of the sentencing of a senior religious person from I mean a senior person in the Catholic Church in Singapore who was sentenced to five years for sexual harassment of two minors la, back in mm. 2005 and 
Um, and I mean, there's a whole whole timeline which we will get into. But uh, the offenses happened a long time ago. It was it recently came to light. There was a police court uh, uh, court case, and the person was sentenced. Like, and since then, the Archbishop of the Singapore has come out to apologize to the community and the wider public. Mm, yep, yeah. Yeah. So it's been it's been ongoing for a while, right? I think we have considered talking about this in the past, mm. but today just felt like okay, it's about time we talk about it, lah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, there, there's there's a few things that are, I guess, uh, questions are around this mm. whole thing. Mm. Uh, obviously, we're talking about a very long timeline of over a decade before mm. the incident was reported to police. Uh, secondly, is about you know obviously. People are, are uh, they want to know the identity, lah, right, of the person. But there's been yeah. a gag order placed on him because uh, apparently he's the godfather to one of the victims. So yeah, it's, apparently, yeah, apparently it's easy to identify who the victim is if they know who the person is. Uh, but it must be quite a senior ranking figure, lah. Uh, mm. I think uh, the third thing is that the church has actually, I mean, Archbishop and the church has have actually come forward and said that they are looking at what information they can release la. so contrary to what everyone's thinking they uh, you know the gag order was placed by the courts and it's the church that now actively is looking to see what information it can release la, mm. about everything um, because they are I mean you, you see a lot of chatter about people calling for accountability and all that la. but but I mean basically what, what 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 what's your overall feel when you when you first heard of this this whole situation just felt like I mean it's it's not a like sexual harassment in the Catholic Church is not a new thing. Um, maybe in Singapore, I I think this is the first time it has reached to this level, mm. uh, where there's a actual sentencing. I think so, uh, but mm. but correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it just felt like, Ugh. and many reasons why like, But maybe maybe I I just run through the high level, uh, timeline first la. Mm. Um, mm. so. Uh, like according to the court case, as uh, in two thousand and five, the mm. accused performs a sexual act on the first victim, and the sexual act is oral sex, la. I think mm. that's been in enough articles already. Um, yep. from April to December to, and the the victim was I think, fourteen at the time. Mm. Uh, basically, yeah, fourteen, and then in two thousand and seven, between April to December, the man performs a sexual act on the second victim, who was fifteen at the time. Um, then in 2009, no, in 2009, the second victim confides in the sector leader of the order, uh, who then counsel, counsels him, offers to report to the matter to the police, but the victim refuses. Mm. The offender admits to the allegations to a religious superior, um, and uh, he was then suspended and prevented from returning to the school where he teaches. Mm. And it's not just a regular school, it's a school in the, in the, uh, of, of the Catholic Church. Like. Yep, then in yep. June 2009, he leaves Singapore to get treatment in the US for six months. Mm. There's no police report filed and there's no mention in the news of what the treatment was. And after that, he was posted to a different country. Mm. In March 2020, he returns to Singapore to renew his missionary visa, but he's unable to come back because of the pandemic. Then mm. when he was about to join a school in late 2020, his history was brought to the attention of the school board. Mm. And then the chairman of the school board uh, filed a police report. And mm. then in 2020, October, the Archbishop uh, William Goh, who is the leader of the Catholic Church in Singapore, he comes to, he's informed of the case, and then he he gives instructions to report the matter to the police. So the chairman of the school raised, uh, raised it to um, the Catholic Church in Singapore, and the Archbishop said, okay, go and report to the police. Yes. Then uh, I think the re- police report happened in May 2021. Mm. In January 18, 2022, the man is arrested and recently, I think 12 May, he was sentenced to five years. Mm. Mm. So that is the overall timeline. Yeah. And there's a, a lot to unpack both from those facts and I guess our own thoughts on the Catholic Church and our own circumstances re- revolving around the Catholic Church. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a, what it, if anything, you'll notice that there's a, there, there are a lot of gaps, lah, basically, mm, between mm. the the timelines of certain things, and that's where a lot of people are asking questions, are like, why, why did it take so long, you know, to, 
for someone to you know raise this all the way to the the, the archbishop's level mm. uh, you know or even questions like why why did it need to be raised all the way to that level before deciding that a police report needed to be made lah you know yeah uh, um and and then yeah who if the fact that you know it's a something from 11 years ago can still be you know work can still be going around and and not reaching the the the, the top level of the church right yeah uh, so also that means there is some breakdown in communication somewhere lah or, yeah. or, or or i mean alleged you know uh as as alleged and and as as shown in a lot of uh, in a lot of uh institutions outside of Singapore so there could be institutional is there institutional cover up lah going on right yeah so, so yeah. that's the that's the that's what people are asking I'm not saying that that's the the case but that's what people are asking lah yeah uh, and I mean one thing also to clarify a uh, development was that uh, the perpetrator who um, like basically one of the victims confided in the sector leader right Um, and then the perpetrator was questioned by his religious superior about the allegations and admitted to them in 2009. Mm. So then news broke that uh, the police issued an advisory to to uh, uh, a man for not reporting the sex crime by the Singapore Catholic uh, Order member. Yeah. So even in the Straits Times articles, uh, where Straits Times themselves asked whether the legal action is going to be taken against the sector leader or the religious superior, the police just... Um, responded with like they issued a written advisory to a 64 year old man to remind him of his legal obligations to report the crime like. because in Singapore mm. it is illegal it is a crime if you have enough evidence knowing that a crime has taken place it is a crime to not report it mm. so when this advisory is written I mean I tried to look is it to the sector leader or the religious superior and they don't say mm. Um, mm. so that's where it just feels like like what you say like, there are gaps like. and And maybe, maybe he, like, I will also just say uh, up front, like my circumstantial relation to the Catholic Church is like, I mean, uh, like belief-wise, I would consider myself agnostic. I was mm. born Hindu, atheist, agnostic, atheist, agnostic. Now I'm, I think, agnostic, right? Um, but then the person uh, I'm engaged to, who I will be marrying in December this year, is Catholic. Mm. So mm. over the past few years, I have come into closer contact with the Catholic Church. Even between me and her, we've had so many arguments about religion. Um, mm. Thankfully, relationship-wise, everything is is great. Religion, we have come to some understanding, like, but it took me a long time to realize that, okay, I am m- marrying someone who is is part of the Catholic Church. La. So mm. when I read this, right, it just felt like, mm, there's another so is layer. This, is this like... Uh Going to be dinner conversation this Friday. No, I mean even the past few weeks, like I met, uh, like uh, uh, thankfully, like my my fiance, she is very open about like her own thoughts about the church and things that they do, which objectively are not good, lah. So even when mm. I met her family last weekend, they were talking about this, and all of them are just disgusted, lah. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful because if they try to defend, I'm like, um, hello, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's important, right? To to It's remember that we're important. not we're not talking yeah. about, uh. We're not talking about all people in the religion or all followers of the religion or anything like that. Yeah. We're talking about uh, institutions and how exactly. sometimes even even in the with the best intentions, uh, you know, institutions can 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 fail us uh, and 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 do the morally wrong thing uh. Yeah. Uh, and then I think there's been more than enough um, you know coverage and and documentaries and even movies. About the the Roman Catholic Church and, and certain cover ups that have have gone on in its long and history uh, past about uh, uh, you know allegations of abuse and everything against uh, young members of the church. Uh. Yeah. So it, it's just that I always like you know like like in Singapore you you like you hear you read and you hear about this going on in a lot of other countries and all that right and very public cases and all. Uh, but in Singapore it's it's much more. Uh, yeah, I, I like 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 you say like I can't off the top of my head can't remember the last time something like that was so uh, so publicly discussed and so you know it out there and open and and where the, literally the archbishop has to apologize to the public and everything like right. Yeah, and I mean I think what you said is damn true. Like uh, I some of my best friends are super religious, mm. but I respect the fact that when things are shit, you you call it out lah. 
So that's where like um, these sort of conversations. I think it just it's fucking gross. But like what you said, it raises so many questions about the institution of the Catholic Church, which then ultimately trickles down to me like, like oh fuck, I'm gonna get married <laughs> in a Catholic Church. Mm. And this is like, but not all Catholic churches or, or cat- Catholics or Catholic priests are. But it just feels like, hmm, who yeah. have to like yalabat all the way, you know? Like yeah. my the whole <laughs> my involvement is yalabat all the way. Correct, correct. You you need to caveat your involvement. But again, yeah. to caveat again, we we not talk about the entire institution. It could be yeah. individuals within the institution, and in if if, if I mean, and in any group of people, there's always going to be. Uh, a few bad apples, uh, right? Yeah, correct. Regardless of what, whether it's a religion or a sports club or a country club, whatever, there's always bad apples. Uh, but it's just a matter of like within the within the institution, is there are there due processes? You know, when when let's say when you discover that that uh, something like this has been going on, like right? Mm. Uh, you know, does it just sit around and people bounce bounce the idea around, or, or or is there a very quick? Uh, Directive to okay, the moment there's anything more that smells morally wrong or something like that, we need to think about you know getting the law involved, getting you know the the, the getting the police involved and everything like that lah. That's what I think uh, people really want to know lah. Yeah. Right. So I mean, on on that note, what what are the things that stuck out to you? Stuck out to me. As in, based um, on what you find in the news, like what, what yeah. are the things that you have? Oh yeah. First of all, yeah. like, your your own thoughts on religion, just for. I mean, I, I used to be very uh, religious, lah. You know, when mm. I was younger, uh, you know, but but more of a, I was just searching a lot, lah. Right. Mm. You know, mm. so I mean, I attended Protestant church. You know, I did the whole cell group thing, the whole evangelical thing. Mm. Uh, after that, I also you know went to Catholic church. You know, uh, I, uh, I just attended uh, mass and, and and everything. Mm. Uh, but, so you but, have contacts, lah. Right. I have, I mean, I have some history, lah. I guess, but mm. but at the same time, then I mean, as I grew older, I realized uh, there were certain questions and and that I wasn't getting answers for that, that I couldn't find through religion, mm. and uh, mm. and then the the process of searching for it made me actually I realized it was part of the process of making me uh, understand what 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 is it I I I, I was missing, lah. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's that that process of inquiry that actually, uh, and you know, like how how um, I always ask people, when, when is your so so called political awakening kind of like right? Mm-hmm. I also had a similar kind of awakening uh, about about uh, my own beliefs, my own faith, and and, and things I I want uh, what what I was believing in for the good part of my life like right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I I mean of of course uh, you know then of course I swung the other side and. You know, read books like God Delusion and, and all that, but I've also come back to uh, a bit more. I, I think a bit more, uh, a bit more balanced view of of the role of religion in in humanity, uh, in the history mm. of humanity. Yeah, and and, and there might there, and I mean we could go to a whole long discussion about this, but the the evolutionary role of religion in in keeping hum, uh, society together, lah, right? Yeah. So so I I'm, so I I don't knock. Religion as much as probably I would I would ten years ago or, or fifteen years ago or what lah. Yeah, same you for know? me. Yeah. yeah, so 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 I I taken much more uh, live and let live kind of, of of approach to it towards it lah. Mm. But um, but but one thing about this thing that when I read about it in the media was, um, you know, there's this emphasis that the Archbishop only found out about it in in uh, the, uh October 2020, right? Yeah. But the the things that uh he wasn't the Archbishop in 2009 lah. Mm. It was someone else was the Archbishop in 2009. Yeah. So I think the bigger question to me is the Archbishop at that point in time, which I believe was Nicholas Chia, if I'm mm. not wrong. Yeah. Did the Archbishop then know about it? Lah? You know? Mm. That mm. to me, just the answer, just getting the answer alone to me will tell me a lot more than than, than everything that we're reading right now, lah, you know? Mm. So so it is, is as much as they're emphasizing that, oh, the current Archbishop doesn't know about it. Which I mean, you know, I mean, before you take office and all, you it's not like you know the whole history of, of whatever, whatever, whoever your predecessors were and all that, right? Yeah. But the important thing is like, yeah, like when, when it was being escalated, uh, within the institution's hierarchy, uh, the, the people at the top already know about it, lah. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I, my one big question for me is also along those lines. I mean, even the current Archbishop, he took over in twenty thirteen, mm. right? 
And the whole sexual harassment within the Catholic Church has been a huge issue, not just for the past year. Mm, mm. You know, it's been a huge issue for a long time. There have been movies made about it. Spotlight mm. is a fucking good movie. It's very disturbing, but it's a fucking mm. good movie. And it just feels a bit like... Um, like, uh, how... is this? Was this really the first time that, that it, it got raised? La? And... I mean, maybe it did, but it just feels like the, the religious leaders, uh, uh, the, the size of the Catholic Church, okay, the only stat I could find was back in 2012. Um, mm. And and the number of religious uh, of priests were like in the 70s. The number of religious brothers were like 36, religious sisters, 166. So even talking to uh, my fiance's family, you know, I think people can narrow down based on the size of the community, you know. It's not mm. a it's not a huge community like the the Catholic schools and all. There's not there's not a lot, so mm. it just feels like um, yeah, like to to just go under the radar. And then he got posted to two thousand and nine. They didn't say where he went after two thousand and nine. He comes mm. back in twenty twenty to renew his missionary visa. And there's only one statement in the article that his work abroad did not involve minors. So that mm. means, I mean, the Catholic Church also has a history of just reposting the the sexual offenders elsewhere mm, mm. so so many gaps and it just feels like oh my god you you are really like um uh, this sort of things taint the entire uh, catholic church the catholic community in singapore many of whom are made up of wonderful individuals or like i mean my fiance mm. like i love her to death but um just mm. the whole church just feels like what is going on mm, yeah yeah and then I mean it's it's um, I guess the the important thing to to you know that there was they 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 do come out and say that there's a lot of internal investigations going on and all that right yeah <laughs> within their own their own ranks but um you know when you are when you live in a secular country like Singapore where there needs to be I mean we always talk about separation of 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 the church and the state right right. Mm. Especially in a place like Singapore, multicultural, multi-religious, multi-everything state in Singapore, lah, right? Yeah. Uh, even more so, lah. I feel like when it, it's not a question of like should the law get involved, like it, it's the law should be the first one to be involved, like in, in cases like this, before any kind of like internal investigations and all that, lah, You know. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 as in, if there's any doubt about it, I think it should have gone straight to, to to the law, lah, Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It should have gone straight to the law and. I mean, it's just, just the optics of the whole situation because there are so many facts that are not disclosed. And then you look, if you you go on a bird's eye level, on one hand, there's so much pushback from uh, religious leaders. Uh, and, and I think even the, the Catholic Church themselves on three, something like 377A, mm. right? Um, they, they are so, uh, like, they're so militant about certain things. Um, but then this one, it feels like there are so many uh, holes in the story, and and for example, I mean, even the law, like you know, oral sex on a minor, is different from rape, uh, mm. raping a minor, and rape, according to the penal code, is when there's uh, a penis in uh, uh, penetrating a vagina. Like that's the only thing that classifies as rape, or at least that's mm. that's based on what I can find, mm. because a five-year sentence feels light, mm. Mm. right? So then, because there's so much like. Uh, such a cloud over it. It just makes makes me reading it. Well, like today I was reading out. Okay, this is a good thing to talk about, but there's a certain like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that that kind of also begs the question, Like the, you know, in cases like this, if the victim, let's say, uh, you know, this happened twelve years, thirteen years ago, if the victim says they don't want to file a police report, even though back then it was already escalated to senior levels of the church and all that, right? Yeah. But if today they say they don't want to file a police report because they, uh, you know, they spent half their lives coming to terms with what happened and they don't want to reopen old wounds, right? Um, and 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 that's a reason for not filing a police report. Do you think that's 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 valid? Um, you mean the the victims? Uh? Yeah, yeah. Let's say the victim. They 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 talk to the victim and they say, yeah, yeah. I know. Yes, this happened to me. 12, 13 years ago, it was traumatizing, but I've already overcome it. And if you report it to the police now, it's against my wishes, but uh, and it should be for me to report, not for not for the institution to report. 
And, and you're just judging out old, uh, painful scars for me, lah. Yeah, so that's where it gets tricky, lah. Because I, I can, I can respect that. Mm. But then it's like, oh shit! That means that means what happens? This this perpetrator just gets away with it. Mm. No, I think the the scary thing is that that he, oh he, I guess it's a he, lah, right? He yeah. was coming back to Singapore to assume a a, a similar-ish kind of role, lah, right? Within yeah. another institution, lah, right? Without having uh, properly accounted for, for what happened, uh, right? Yeah, and I think that's where that's where, yeah, the nobody is above the law in that case, lah. Regardless of of of, of what happened, and, and and you can't come back and say, I, you know, I, whatever treatment you got or whatever, whatever you know, punishment you gave yourself overseas or that, it's uh, you know, it doesn't fly that way, lah, right? Yeah, and I mean, then you read the. The details about how he used to have dinner with the victims' families and all that, and and then I don't know. Okay, so I I tried looking up the the judicial process in other countries uh, mm. for sexual offenders within the Catholic Church because in Singapore there's a gag order because of the age of the people who mm. were the victims mm. which means that his identity cannot be disclosed. But in other mm. countries, they do get disclosed, mm. uh, and I'm guessing every country has different. Tolerances for gag orders and and uh, disclosing of identities like But even mm. this, it feels like okay. Then everything's under this veil of 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 like a darkness mm. Mm. And and I think what you said is true. If he was coming back to get posted to a school, if that I don't know who highlighted it to the school board. But then if mm. that didn't happen, then he's just back interacting with minors. Mm. Yeah. And for all the Catholic Church has been through, I mean, I think in 2011, there was a separate committee formed to kind of like, um, I'll find the name in a bit, but uh, it's meant to to kind of uh, keep checks and balances. Like, and it's made out of people not from the Catholic Church as well. But it feels like, shouldn't there be other measures given how sexual harassment amongst the Catholic Church has been a big thing? Mm. Shouldn't there be more diligence? Um and if not, is there a reason why? So all these questions. Yeah. So, so many uh, questions. Yeah. Is the pro- yeah. is a professional standards office, which was yeah. established in 2011, that regularly reviews church protocols to provide a safe environment to protect the vulnerable. So there was yeah. something that was done, lah. But yeah. So I mean, we we yeah. I think all we have right now are just more questions, lah. Right. But I thought, but I thought what was important was that to sort of. Uh, Look at what what the media was reporting about the whole thing, mm. uh, and then what kind of questions people are asking online, and sort of like you know, and trying to trying to ascertain why there's this sense of unease amongst people, lah. In spite mm. of what, so is the media? Are, are there? Uh, is the media not critically looking at it or asking uh, questions about it, lah? That, that people need to you know dig about it because I I mean I, I you know I, I don't see uh, contrary to what people everyone thinking like they're not there's I don't see that many uh attempts to CSI the person or anything because mm. uh, mm. I, I don't think that's the the main thing that, that yeah. people are discussing they're, they're more concerned about whether the, what were the processes were within the institution right yeah yeah yeah. And I mean to to the church's credit they like what you said they did want to see how more information uh, on the case can be publicly released. Like. So mm. I hope they follow through with that because yeah. like it is a developing thing. Um the 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 apology from the archbishop only came out I think last week or something. Mm. So I really hope that it doesn't end here and just fade into the background like, because this kind of thing like it, it needs to it needs to be exposed and like all the questions need answers man need answers yes. hopefully by December when I'm gonna have to get married in the Catholic Church oh then you're gonna take a stand you're gonna take a stand <laughs> after that is it yeah like they're like the Harish Tulani do you take your lawfully your wife to be your lawfully uh, I mean okay I have to remember the vows I was like I would but I have something to say <laughs> <Yeah>. I have <laughs> something to, I, have, yeah. I have a few questions um, yeah. and I would appreciate some answers but again, like, not like, like, I think, yeah, it's very important to always never paint a brushstroke across the mm. entire Catholic Church or Catholics in general. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if any listeners are, you know, uh, 
Uh, they also, I know we have listeners who are also Catholics and all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if there's anything, what, what are your thoughts? What are your friends, or your family, or your, even your church communities, what are they saying about this, like, right? I think it's, it's yeah. really interesting to hear. Uh, obviously, it comes to that. What you're hearing from us just comes from uh, a couple outsiders of the from the church, like, right? Mm, uh, exactly. We're sort of trying to explain the public perception of things right now, like. Uh, but yeah, yeah. it's interesting to hear what what the inner inner thoughts are of the community. Yeah, yeah. and I think on a previous red Reddit, someone said, "Oh, the Reddit discussions are not as as active as it used to be." Mm. Um, I think, I mean, many reasons why, but but I hope this one at least, if you have thoughts, even if you're thinking, "Oh shit, I don't have a Reddit account," I have some thoughts. Just create a Reddit account because I also want. I think both of us want to just hear from people. Uh, to understand what the perspectives are, mm. and and if there's any more information that can shed light or kind of help us understand what what thoughts are from people who are within the church, who were part of the church at some point, uh, yeah, mm. yeah, mm. Uh, but yes, so uh, yes, speaking of uh, you know, uh, needing more exposure and everything. Uh, one of the things that probably you might want to avoid doing uh, mm. when you're flying, when you're flying, uh, when you're taking a flight or anything like that, is to is to uh, not cover up your your thighs la, and your legs when you're flying, la, right? What a segue oh. <laughs> <laughs> from sexual harassment to covering thighs. Well, because I was just thinking about it that that it is. Yeah la, If I, let's say if I was wear like short shorts and take a flight, right? Uh, I don't know. I would imagine that the aircon is very cold. Firstly, and and yeah la, you are very vulnerable to, to stuff that drops on your lap and all la. Yeah, mm, yeah. You become very vulnerable because you don't have a lot of space to maneuver, and mm. uh, you know. Uh, I know. Yeah la, we, we let's not make light of it, but this this poor kid, uh, and the mother had a very traumatic experience while taking a Qatar Airlines flight recently la. Mm. Uh, and what is this experience that they had? Um, so so she was on the way back from a flight from Doha to Singapore. So it was Milan to Singapore, stopover in Doha. Um, and she requested in the middle of the night a cup of hot tea and mm. placed it in the cup holder, like, you know, the, the table that you can unfold at the back of the mm. seat in front of you, placed mm. it in the cup holder. And uh, with what she said, and I quote, limited space as the front seat passenger... Uh, lowered his lowered down his chair. She um she put the cup there and then well, while trying to sit up, she hit the table, mm. and then the table uh caused the tea to spill on the legs of her four year old daughter sitting next to her mm. And I mean, if you look at the pictures, the burns look terrible mm. Mm. Um, and then she proceeded to kind of uh say because she reached out to, I think there were there's an article on mothership and and it came out and. She basically said that the cup holders on Qatar Airways economy mm. class flight um, is in a very dangerous position la, and the, the, the tray designs are shit. Mm. Um, and it makes it very easy for her to spill the cup. Mm. So she the reason why she was sharing was because she wanted to give a heads up to people traveling with kids uh, who take this flight, the Airbus 350, that this is really dangerous. And, yes. and, and that there's a... There's a high likelihood that your hot beverages will spill. Yes. Yes. So, so I mean, even Qatar always responded. Uh, they said they deeply regret the unfortunate incident on board. Their cabin crew are trained to provide immediate first aid where needed and they quickly assisted the injured child while our ground staff in Singapore arranged for access to further emergency medical care immediately upon landing. Because the, the parent and a kid, I think they were brought to Raffles Medical. Mm. Like they were, they were driven away in the buggy right on landing. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. So, as a parent, Terence. Yes. What are your thoughts? Um. Uh. Well, I mean, I feel very bad that, like, that you said, uh, the photos are very graphic. Yeah. About the the, the burns on the the girl, and I can't imagine being stuck on a flight. Uh. Yeah. You know, with a kid who just got burned by scalding hot water, like, Right. Mm-hmm. Uh. For an hour, but um. Yeah, I just quite a one one thing that that I was a bit surprised by. It sounds like, uh, according to her lah, her 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 perspective was that all they were given were bandages and 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 uh, some cream, uh, mm. but the burns look a lot more serious than that lah, right? Yeah. So so I'm like, I'm surprised that there isn't more done to help 
help this kind of thing. Because if you're serving boiling water, I'm sure this is not the first time someone has spilled boiling water on themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm a bit surprised that it wasn't like like, like, like a, a protocol or, or something in place to to help this to help this mother and the child, right? But where like where do you see the thing about the oh bandage? Oh, so bandage and cream, la. Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. According to her, yeah, all the attendants did was pass them bandages and cream mm-hmm. to aid the burn. And and I'm guessing a child's skin is a lot more tender than a it is, yeah, a, a thick skin adult, la. Correct, it is, it is. It's much fewer layers and everything, like Yeah. Mm. So it's a, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting to see. I mean, ultimately, yeah, like, It's not the, the airlines. The, they weren't the ones who spilled the the, the hot tea, like, Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess the. I'm guessing the mother already has admitted that she spilled the tea, but she again she's asking why isn't there a, like a better uh, system or protocols in place to to help. Uh, victims like her daughter like that lah, right? Yeah, yeah. So that one I think is a good question. Mm. But her blaming the tray, right? That one I don't <laughs> know, man. That one I don't know, man. Um, yeah. You like her leg hit the tray, right? Mm. Um, and and I mean, okay lah. This is something I've also wondered that uh, when you go on a plane, why is the depression for the cup like just like half a cm or something? Yeah, it's that one's is like that, that, that's yeah. Isn't that bad design? It is bad design. It's a right. valid question, and and yeah. um, uh, I mean, even though I worked in an airline for two airlines for four years, I was never involved in the design of the trays. Mm. Um, but it it is something that it does boggle my mind. Uh, like, okay, like you know, even a car has that thing where there's a hole and you slide your cup into it, lah. Right. Mm. Uh, yeah. I know everything in the cabin is designed for a specific reason. Uh, yeah. So maybe there's a reason why. But I don't know, man. I'm reading her thing and then she said, okay, the tray is a dangerous design. Very easy to spill the cup. Okay, wait, I asked you, Terrence, you've, I mean, you have flown, okay, pre-pandemic. Mm, you know, if you correct. get a hot beverage on a plane, what do you do? Uh? Uh, firstly, I don't get hot beverages on planes, I usually. Why? Why? Because of situations like this. Because <laughs> I have spilled juice on the person sitting next to me before. I have spilled stuff on people before. So, uh, unless I know I'm holding the, I'm able to hold the cup at that point in time, or at least put it on yeah. a tray or something. Yeah, I, I do not. I will not order a hot beverage just by itself like that, lah. Yeah, that's the first yeah. thing. But 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 the second thing is that like, yeah, lah. The 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 things that um, the, the, it's a bad design, but the trays have been like that since I don't know since the beginning of commercial flights already, lah. Right. Mm. So uh, you know, planes are not. Nobody planes are not iPhones. They're not replaced every single year. So how they were designed in the seventies, eighties, nineties, those designs still carry on till today, lah. Right. Mm, and mm, planes mm. are, you know, planes they can run for twenty, thirty years, and 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 they're safe, they're fine, and they're but they're reflecting a design that is from like twenty, thirty years ago, lah. Uh, and, and it's not as, as simple a case of just stripping out the the trays and then replacing them with newer trays or anything like that, lah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, you should know because you you used to work at an airline and all, right? Yeah. What 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 was the, what would the process be if if someone wanted to like change the trays, the 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 hole for the cups and all that lah? Uh, I think okay. So this like I used to do digital marketing like I never dealt uh, okay, with okay, the plane okay, even okay, though okay, I okay. I studied mechanical engineering like, I don't know yeah, how to yeah. fucking engineer anything in a plane. But I would imagine, right, the testing required to change that would be quite significant lah, because mm. anything with the cabin, I know, is like, wow, it goes through layers and layers of tests, which, I mean, still doesn't explain why, like, over the course of 30 years, the table design hasn't changed. Mm. Um, but, but I mean, yeah, so so I think it, it's it's weird that it's like that. But, like, what you said also, like, if if I were to order something on a, on a plane... I wouldn't do it like with dinner or anything. I want to be able to focus all my attention on the damn cup mm. because mm. you're in a fucking plane. Yeah. And even if you don't move, who plane knows? Moves. Yeah, yeah. That's why the plane <laughs> moves. Yeah. Like, I've also spilled shit on me like like through no fault of my own. Every time I go pee when I'm on a plane, part of me is like, okay, there's going to be turbulence and my pee is going to fly up to my face. Yeah, I yeah, go yeah. into the bathroom just thinking really? that. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Tongue out, if, tongue out, mouth <laughs> open, everything. Yeah. Yeah. If my piss lands on my face right now, I have only myself to blame. Yeah, it is what it right. is, like, right? It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, when this one I read, like, oh, because she moved, then she hit the table. I'm like, 
okay lah, like at no point, maybe it wasn't covered in the article, but you kind of need to accept that, okay lah, like, how, the table, the the, the chair in front push, uh, push back, anyone who's traveled, they probably have experienced that before, and if it's a hot drink and your four-year-old kid is next to you, mm, mm. Whew, ah, yeah. it just feels a little, mm. But, but I mean, yeah, we, we are, of course, of course, we're speaking with the, you know, the luxury of, of not being the one bringing the four-year-old yeah. kid on the plane because she could be a mother who's exhausted from, you know, trying to get her kid to sleep and all that. Mm. And all she wanted was just a one hot drink yeah, to la. just, you know, uh, tide her through the rest of the flight. Um, but yeah, it, I, I, I guess it's a bit like that, you know, that, that whole sign, uh, not the sign film, but and, and there literally was a, a case Court in the US, yeah. right? Yeah, in the I, US where... I have some, the Wikipedia page in front of me. <laughs> yeah, where, where somebody <laughs> basically sued McDonald's for the coffee being too hot, right? Yep. Because they ended up, I did, I'm not sure they ended up scalding themselves or what. Lah. But uh, they just said that well, there's no reason for the coffee to be so hot such that there's a potential for me to scald myself by, you know, spilling a coffee or anything. Yeah. Correct. And and they, they actually won the case, right? If I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah. It happened in nineteen ninety four. The mm. the victim was a seventy nine year old woman. She suffered third degree burns in her pelvic region. Mm. Um after she bought coffee from a McDonald's restaurant. This was on land. It wasn't in mm. a plane or anything. She was hospitalized for eight days, had to undergo skin grafting, followed by two years of medical treatment. So I remember when I first heard, huh, you sue McDonald's for coffee. Hot coffee, what the fuck? You ordered hot coffee, right? Mm. But then the the way it, it came out was that yeah like like it didn't have to be the temperature it was at which was 82 to 88 degrees um mm. and i think there's a certain temperature that hot beverages should be uh mm-hmm. to keep it hot but drinkable and this was beyond that so the coffee was deemed defective mm. and mm. that's why she got two hundred thousand dollars in compensatory damages 2.7 million in punitive damages but even at that point in time it was very polarizing, like, the case. Mm, mm. But building on that, maybe the tea that the Qatar attendants gave was like filled to the brim and maybe it was hot as fuck. Mm, right. Mm. So in that case, yeah. then, okay, like, or maybe the, the table was very shaky or or, or something. Yeah, like. Correct, correct. But, but yeah, the, the I guess the hard part is that, yeah, like, again, we are in a plane, like, right? It's mm. uh, it's 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 not like they're a restaurant where they it's easier for them to regulate the you know temperature of of everything that they're cooking and all, and all that like, right? Yeah. They're mostly serving they're mostly serving packed food, and uh yeah they they have probably have a boiler and everything in the back like, right for hot water. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a bit uh, I don't know even if this woman were to try to take it to court or anything like that. Uh, I still feel like eh, it might be hard to actually say that it's entirely uh, the, the airline's fault or anything. Lah. Yeah. And I guess the airline, I mean, for them is like, I mean, okay, like, I think airline deals with so much customer service uh, that this is probably like, okay, like, this is a, another thing. Yeah. Uh, like, it made the news, you know, like, uh, a news platform in Singapore, but yeah. the amount of stuff that happens on planes, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think this is just a... a, a Another day on the job. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, the you know the case, the case that we were talking about, the McDonald's case, right? Yeah. The the victim actually was uh, bought the coffee in a drive thru and it oh. was it was while she was oh, sitting shit. in the passenger seat of the car that that she was trying to you know put cream in her coffee, cream and sugar in her coffee. That's when she spilled it on herself. Oh, she's a moving vehicle also. <laughs> she, the, the grandson parked the car already, so it was actually stationary, but yeah, it was on her lap as well. Yeah. Wow. Damn. <laughs> oh, wow. shit. So maybe there is a case. There might be a case for <laughs> for this lady if she really wants to pursue it. Oh, shit. So it was because she... Okay, so then and then it goes back to the thing, like it was, it was a lot hotter than it needed to be. Yeah, yeah. Correct, correct, correct. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Interesting, uh. Interesting, yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe this case, maybe there's more to it than, than just just this one little warning from this lady, la. But I don't yeah. think she will she will press charges, la, right? Why, yeah? I mean, it doesn't sound like it. Maybe mm. she hears this podcast. She's like those fucking assholes. You know what? Gonna go lawsuit. Yeah. Then we get featured in a documentary like ten years ago because there was a documentary made for I think HBO or Netflix on the coffee lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Right. Yeah. 
Interesting. Wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe we, maybe we, we if 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 it really happens, uh, just remember you heard it here first. Uh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you heard it here first. This yeah. podcast will be part of the documentary. Yeah. Uh. The first okay. five minutes, it will come out and be like, uh, these two people talking about this this woman, and then she's the protagonist. Yeah. And then the documentary is made by the daughter who got burned. Uh, and she'd be like, I got burned 20 years ago and now yeah. I burn these fucking podcasters. Yeah. But I hope, yeah, I hope, I hope the, I hope she's, she's recovering or at least, yeah. uh, getting better. Um, you know, so I, 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 you know, it pains my heart to, to, when I hear any child that, that, you know, like, through no fault of their own, you know, it's not like they're poking around and doing anything like that either. La. Yeah. yeah. Shit like that happens to them. La. Yeah. I mean, to clarify, my heart pains also. Don't give me this. Oh, I'm a parent, so I feel more for a kid now. No, no, no. I mean, but it's, it's the truth. You, you will feel more. You will feel more as a as a parent. Don't tell me what I feel. Okay, don't tell me <laughs> really, who really, feels really. more. Who yeah. feels more? Oh, like I see an Indian person get punched. I'm like, Terence, I feel more uh, for the Indian person getting punched. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you tell me that you feel more because he, he's a you know same race everything. I I'm like okay, yeah, fine, you. Know. <laughs> That's a privilege you yeah, enjoy. Yeah, I'll be like, Terrence, don't be a moron, okay? You're yeah. a human. We're all humans. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. I try, I try. Next time we meeting one of our Indian friends or something, I'll punch him. I'll record your reaction. Then mm. the next day, Compared maybe like a Malay friend yeah, yeah, and punch yeah. him again, record your reaction. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, uh, wow, this, uh, this, 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 one bad, one piece of bad news after another today. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I guess that sets the context for some shock things, lah. Mm, just to end on a slightly better note, what's your one shock comment? Ah, uh, my one shock comment is a a a post by a long time and super active contributor to the Reddit community, Jungle Jimbo eighty eight, uh, who posted just a question, uh, on the Reddit, just titled "What mature themes do you want uh, Reddit Yalabat to discuss be covered in the Yalabat podcast?" And I love it when like redditors or like our listeners take it upon themselves to kind of just, you know, like get thoughts from the community and all that. So so, mm. uh, I think it's also because we, our posts asking for topic suggestions have expired on Reddit, so people can't post there anymore. But either mm. way, uh, yeah, there are options like alcohol and tobacco, drug use, gambling, guns and weapons, military conflict, and terrorism. Mm. So yeah, I'm also happy that people see us as okay, two dudes who can talk about this stuff in some sort of way, la. So cheers, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Cool. Oh, so it wasn't uh wait, it was he Oh, he saw a is a Reddit prompter. I think it's been used in mm. other communities. Oh, okay, cool. Cheers, man. Yeah. What about you, man? Um the I think the the just going back to episode two eight nine where we talked about the the Hari Raya uh, video right that was mm. pulled from the gov.sg site uh, I think uh, th- there's some interesting uh, perspectives in there lah, in the discussion uh, and they're not all they're not all in support or of what we said or they're not all against what we said either but mm. there are a lot of different perspectives uh, that, that I found quite interesting like someone said that um, you know, it's quite a waste that the Hari Raya ad was taken down because there was an emphasis on the Malay language, which, which uh, Taufik J nine nine three liked. Uh. So, so, so there's an aspect that totally escaped escaped me. You know, I, I thought it was okay as well shot, but I, I didn't. Yeah, then I, I watched it again. I realized, oh yeah, there is the there is this uh, emphasis on 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 using very uh, uh, traditional Malay language, uh, right? Mm. To talk about uh, and sayings, you know, to to that the father is passing down to the son and so lah. So yeah, there are there are elements of it that are are really not not as uh, in the the whole. If, if you don't really look at the larger context, you just look at the video itself. There are elements of it that are that people, even Malay Malay uh, uh, members of the, of the community, also uh, enjoy lah in the video. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean it, it's it's very interesting to see the different perspectives, and there are some also that 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 you know uh, you know say that you know I came from a family of five, stayed in a rental flat when I was young. The Harish and Terence, I'm not sure if you all both came from privileged families, but try downgrading to a rental flat and tell us how you feel. 
you know that kind of that kind of comments. I think that, that you know. comment was more like there is a certain level of happiness that is tied to upgrading from a rental to your own flat, lah. Correct, correct. But so I would say in, in reply, I would say also uh, do listen to the podcast. We we do. I don't think we're trying to say that yeah, lah, That that uh, there's no there's nothing good with with uh, that comes with upgrading your your rental flat, lah, Right, or upgrading mm. your your living conditions. But what we're saying is just how this message was being communicated, lah. Yeah, right. and what so platform much. it was communicated. Yeah, yeah. So, so don't, don't don't make it so personal about whether Harish or, or I have have experienced it, lah. Right? Because mm-hmm. we we do we do we do understand everybody can do with a bit more of everything in their lives yeah. as well, lah. Right? Uh, but yeah. So so I thought it's a very interesting discussion that uh uh you know hopefully hopefully uh people who haven't looked at it can take a look also, lah. Mm. Cool. Cool, cool. Yes. And what is your one shock thing? My one shock thing was something that happened uh, earlier this week on Monday, uh, and yeah. it is the release of the trailer for Avatar Two. Oh wow! Called Avatar: The Way of Water. Oh shit! Like we were talking about something that happened two thousand nine, huh? And now yeah. another thing that happened two thousand nine. Oh yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, correct. Um. But I mean, when I saw it, I was like, I thought it was one of those fan fiction kind of things because I haven't mm-hmm. heard much about the sequel coming out. But I saw it and the visuals are gorgeous. And I mean, there's a lot of nostalgia because like, I fucking love Avatar. Um, uh, I watched it. It's one of the few movies I watched twice in the cinema. I did mm-hmm. feel the blue depression. You know, that was a yeah. term coined by for people who felt like after watching Avatar, you, you're just like, oh my God, that place is so beautiful. Um, and then, yeah, I, I and did then you feel take that. off your 3D glasses, and then you walk out <laughs> the normal world. I'm like, oh shit, must take escalator yeah. down. I cannot fly off a fucking winged reptile yeah. uh, and connect my my hair to a tree. Yeah, but it's kind of crazy, like 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 how 3D, the 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 3D movies ended up being such a short, uh, like just a mm, fad, right? right? right. Yeah, like yeah, when true. Avatar came out, I remember everyone was like, "Oh, this is the future. This is how." Cinema is going to be enjoyed, you know, in 20, 30 years. Yeah. And then it ended up like, it didn't last more than like five, six years. Uh. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, even, like, I think this movie is also somewhat of a technological marvel because it's the second in James Cameron's uh, planned franchise of four movies. Yeah. And it was supposed to be released in 2014. But apparently, the technology to film motion capture scenes underwater, right? Because um, the the way the, the title of this sequel is Avatar: The Way of Water, and there's a lot of mm. scenes underwater. It's like the first Avatar you see the 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 beasts and the reptiles uh, on land. This yeah. one happens underwater, like, and you see these majestic animals and all. And like it required technology to be able to do motion capture underwater. Mm. So that's why it took a while, like, and ooh man, it's good. Yeah, it's I mean it uh, is good. I don't know, man. I have mixed feelings about about Avatar coming back and all. Yeah. Why? 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 Uh, do you realize that, like, you know, for such a for for something that was at one point the biggest movie of all time, mm. like, there's no giant fan base or you know, uh, like like how Star Wars, you know, for many 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 years after the yeah. trilogy, there's this huge fan base, people building the universe around it, fan fiction, toys, whatever, everything, like, right? Games and loving it. Whereas Avatar sort of just, it was just a movie. Lah. It came and went, uh, you know, made a lot of money. People were like, wow, but nobody really bought into the universe and, and, and created things around it also, lah, right? So to me, it's like, okay, it's, it's like, I think it's a very, it won't be easy to try and recreate that, that magic of that first Avatar. I think it, it happened at a time when also people were very curious about 3D as well, lah, right? And what it could mm. do for movies. Um, but now it's the reverse. Like people are like, oh, 3D, no thanks. I'd rather just watch a normal version, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, man. Like, like a bit, it's a bit like the Matrix like that where I had that, you know, I had that real hope that, oh, now that they're doing another sequel, it's going to be awesome. But, uh, I mean, I haven't watched it, but it turned out like everyone who who did said it's terrible, you know? Uh, Which movie is that? The Matrix. Oh, the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. 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 Even the sequels weren't great, like, right? The Matrix yeah. 2 and, and 3 and all, yeah. But I mean, there's so, literally an article I just Googled and like, Avatar was the biggest movie of all time, so where are its fans? And then it proceeds to just explain, explain why it does not have a cult fan base. Huh? But mm. at the end of it, I would just say that you 
shat on my one stroke thing, which you haven't for a long time. And yeah. now I feel a certain level of uh, som- somber. What's the noun for som- being somber? Sobri- no, not sobriety. Mm. I just like, I feel more somber, dude. Yeah. I don't feel shook. This is like pre, pre, pre-pandemic times, right? Like pre-pandemic times. What do you mean pre-pandemic times? Every time there's something happy and after that, like I would shoot on it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And then I thought, you know, you became a dad <laughs> then you became less of a douche. Yeah, uh, but no, no, you haven't changed at all. No. You had th- as things are opening up, you're like, oh, you know what? Okay, time to shit on Harish's one show things again. You see, so you see. Long, long time listeners, you will understand what it used to be like, how it changed. Yeah. Now it's back to fucking square one. No, but you see, it's... The thing is that you're looking at the, the glass half empty. I'm always, <laughs> I'm rooting for Avatar. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just very scared I'll be disappointed. That's all. I'm very scared I'm, I'll be disappointed. Okay, yeah. then you keep your scared, your scariness <laughs> to yourself, lah. Your fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, my one shot thing is the yeah. diametrically opposite of yours, lah. Mm. Because uh, I know I spoke about this last time already, but the reviews for Top Gun Maverick are coming out. And people mm. are saying it's one of the best movies of the year. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, they're saying it's, if you want to make a sequel 20 years later, this is the way to do it. And it's, uh, yeah, like people are saying it's awesome. Uh, so I'm super excited to watch it. So, and, uh, <laughs> so that one, I'm scared. Uh, that one, you're scared. Because, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, like how same, I gave you Crazy Rich Asians is awesome, right? No, and same thing was about Batman, right? I uh, don't like the, the latest Batman. All these movies that have rave reviews at the start, right? I'm like, you sure or not? You sure or not? You sure? Because you're contrarian at heart, lah. You're contrarian at heart. Yeah. Wouldn't say that, lah. And I know that's a dumbass question because the moment I say I disagree makes me contrarian <laughs> to the question uh, that you or statement that you're saying that I'm contrarian, lah. That's like that's your the trap, you, That's the trap. <laughs> that's your trap. You said it last yeah. week also when yeah. we were with a couple of friends. <laughs> yeah, contrarian at heart. But it's okay, it's okay. I understand. I I, 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 I have come to terms with the aspect of you. And <laughs> I, I, I just live with it, you know. I, Don't make it seem like you're more enlightened again. Uh, no, 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 not enlightened. for any four-year-old out there who, who has any like hurt it's because you're dead. And you then can, now you... <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians, I, I enjoyed it. You didn't enjoy it enough. I hated you know? it. We don't I hated need to, it. The thing I is that you it. after that you have to keep trying to justify <laughs> why you, why everyone anyone who likes it is stupid. That's the part that is like annoying. No, and, it's and okay to be contrarian, with, but then when you make yeah. everyone else look, feel like idiots, that's when it's annoying. You know right? why I have to justify it? Because in social settings, you will just bring it out of nowhere. Oh, you know, Harish didn't like Crazy Rich Asians, so of course I have to justify it, uh. Fuck, it's totally irrelevant to the conversation. We're having dinner at uh, at our friends wedding for chimes. She's like, hey, you know what else was here? Crazy Rich Asian, Asian the movie Harish hated. So two <laughs> people I never met before sitting at the same table, I have to give context and then you, you call me up for justify why I hated the movie. <laughs> but it's a, it's a great conversation starter la, every time. It is, uh, it is. It is, it is, yeah. You know, it tells a lot about a person when you ask them about Crazy Rich Asians. In, in Singapore, la, I find yeah, yeah. It says a lot about people. You know? Is it? I find that uh, because it's, it's a... Again, you know that it's a movie that was like so celebrated for its diversity. But in Singapore, it was like canned for... I mean, it was like basically shat on for... For the hub, like only reflecting like the, the Chinese aspect of Singapore. And and, mm. and like... And they were very obviously like... Uh, not, not, I won't say racist, la, but racially insensitive scenes in there also. Yeah, uh, you know, coupled with like okay, very nice scenes and beautiful scenes of the very, the surface level of Singapore, like, right? You know, Mm-mm-mm. so so so, there's both both like there's really high points and really low points in the movie. Mm. So so how people react to it is also very telling, like, right? <laughs> so it's it's the the dating question of twenty twenty two, like, because last time I was like you know if you have one superpower, what would it yeah. be? I remember yeah. asking that on a few dates after I realized like oh shit. Yeah. Uh, probably people are getting asked this a lot now is what do you think of Crazy Rich Asians uh? yeah. <laughs> then you yeah, just walk out and they say they like it yeah. right you just stand <laughs> up and walk out yeah <laughs> that's why yeah but cool, yes uh, no, no, so, so I haven't even finished yeah. my one show thing yet, oh okay, okay but uh, yeah I mean yeah. I've, I, the, the movie's not out yet so you can't watch it but I found this clip of the, how they they did the film training for Top Gun Maverick and mm. apparently Tom Cruise was the one who designed the training and he insisted that uh, literally all the actors get like real flight training. So they were taking on multiple plane rides. 
uh, and there's like shots of them like uh, sitting in these flight simulators. They get dunked into water because apparently that's what happens when your plane your plane crashes in water, right? You basically you're underwater and you need to get out of there and, and, and eject yourself from your seat. Um, so there's some like even just watching this training video before they even start filming is like just getting through the training was like uh you can tell the actors are all that proud of themselves uh, like they went through BMT and that lah. Oh, shit. So it's it's uh yeah the the video is literally titled Top Gun most intense film training ever, Tom Cruise you know. Oh so that's thing. your that's the link that's your one shot thing. Uh? Yeah yeah that's my one shot thing. Uh. Check out this video and then if that doesn't excite you about the movie I don't know what will. Uh. Oh shook yeah. shook, cool cool, cool man. All right. All right. Thanks for listening everybody and Peace. we will be back next week. <laughs>